What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about Kylo Ren and the importance of his mask and kind of how the mask matters to his character and why I think this was a huge failure on the part of Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. I believe he essentially just wanted to take away and a lot of the things that J.J. Abrams did, this wasn't even really a subversion so this isn't just his whole thing about subverting every expectation but it just seemed like he didn't like the idea of kylo as he had been created by jj and the mask and following invaders footsteps and so he just kind of wiped that out and i think that's a huge huge mistake um if we look back to the force awakens a lot of people weren't that big of a fan of kylo ren i i thought this was kind of missing some of the points of kylo and i, I didn't have a problem with him i actually kind of enjoyed him in the force awakens for the points of where he could become because he wasn't vader if you tried to make another vader everyone's going to say he's just a not as good vader i mean that was just that was what's going to happen so creating someone that was at the beginning of their steps as a dark side user something we had never seen before and him struggling with it and if somebody's fueled by anger they're going to have these kind of rage moments and prior to all of the conversations of uh, political identity politics thrown into Star Wars where it's an example of toxic masculinity, ignoring all of that because that wasn't talked about as much with The Force Awakens, I was I was like, okay, that makes sense. We've got a Skywalker who <laughs> they always kind of have a little bit of a angsty temper and you've got one of them from the very beginning who was on the dark side so like I, I could i could buy into that and see where he would be later become and we don't start off with someone trying to be like vader it also made sense that he desired to want to be like vader i mean how many kids grow up wanting to be like their father now imagine your father is you know one of the greatest villains in all of history or if your dad was a great athlete and you want to be like them it makes perfect sense that he would when being failed by luke and feeling failed by his father and his mother turn to his grandfather who's on the complete opposite side because he's on the dark side and desire to try to find connection and be like him it makes sense i mean how many basketball players grew up wanting to be like michael jordan there's terrible movies made called like mike it was a saying be like mike lebron james when he started was number 23 because he wanted to be like michael jordan this just makes sense this is kind of a universal trend so to speak where i i accepted and bought into it if you didn't that's fine but <clears throat> the whole premise behind his mask was a few things one it was intimidation. See, he didn't have that. He didn't have the power that Vader possessed. He didn't have the strength. And I know some people may say he's more powerful than Vader. We won't get into that conversation. But as far as like pure intimidation by who he is, he doesn't have. So the mask kind of hides some of those outbursts and weakness and lack of control of his emotions. And so the mask is just a faceless creature. As Ray says, you're just a monster in a mask. And Poe first time seeing someone with this type of power and then a person without a mask it just inc it increases the fear and intimidation this is why in horror movies you always see the not always but most of the time you see the character has a mask on it's this you can't connect to their humanity 
And that's what the mask does for Kylo. It is also kind of in reverence to Darth Vader and kind of a sign of his desire to follow in his grandfather's footsteps. And we see this in the conversation with Darth Vader that we find out his passion and his desires as a character is to accomplish what Vader could not. Now, these are a few things. One we get from Snoke is that he needs to be able to destroy the loved one because Vader's failure was that he could not destroy Luke, who he loved. And so that's where the arc of The Force Awakens is he has to destroy Han Solo. And so we get that part. And then the other part that Vader couldn't accomplish is trying to destroy the Jedi. The other thing that you could add in here as well that's not added in in The Force Awakens but can fit along with these the other point of destroying the Jedi in The Last Jedi. See, this just makes sense because even the title of the movie hints to this happening. But anyways, is that he, Vader destroyed the Emperor, but when he destroyed the Emperor, he was he died. He never had control of the galaxy. Scott, uh, Snoke, man, Kylo has a chance to be in control of the galaxy. If he destroys Snoke, as we see at the end of the movie, he becomes a supreme leader. Vader never had this. So this is part three of all of the things put together that show his character arc and his desires of doing what Vader couldn't. And the helmet is a symbol of his desires for that and what he's longing for. So when the movie starts out and he meets with Snoke and he has a helmet and he's being mocked for having the helmet, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, or it's Ryan Johnson basically just not liking what J.J. did. Well, I'm sorry. He came up with this. You have to use some of the stuff he came up with. The, the story has to make sense and that's just doesn't make sense it destroys so much of who the character is and it makes zero sense snoke in the force awakens sees him on multiple occasions with the mask on it's completely logical to suggest that he's seen him with the mask on for many years prior but yet now he's got an issue with it now it's a problem even though now is the one time that he's proven that he can live up to his grandfather's name because he actually killed han solo yes he struggled and lost against Ray. And you could argue a lot of things like he was severely injured, but you could also just go along the lines of Snoke says, we need to finish his training. He has had never had another Jedi to spar against or another Sith to spar against. Snoke is not, you know, physically able. And so when he says, come back to train, it would be logical to explain that Snoke would one commend him for being able to destroy Han instead of mock him and then mock him about losing to a girl for a movie trying to talk about strong female characters. The fact that someone would just pass off and say you lost to a girl is kind of ironic. Um, but why would Snoke, because the character of Kylo, his struggle and the reason that he went to the dark side is his father failed him and then Luke failed him. So he's had failure from other father figures, but he stands for and next to and is loyal to Snoke. He defends him to Han Solo. This suggests that Snoke, much like Palpatine to Anakin before, is manipulating him, but treats him with respect in a way that others didn't to be able to garner his trust and then use it and manipulate it because he's much older and wiser. To then show Snoke mocking him and kind of picking on something that is kind of important to Kylo is it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit for the characters and their dynamic. 
why you, you want to talk about using some of the prequels, why not use some of what was in the prequels with that relationship between Palpatine and Skywalker? I didn't care for the prequels, but that part was really well done that wasn't rushed in certain areas. Why not do that here? Why not show that here? It makes perfect sense. This whole thing of just changing everything up because you want to, it doesn't do anything for the story. So then right after that, Kylo destroys the mask. This just, it gets rid of uh, so many symbolic things that can be used through the rest of the movie to then create something that's really special. See, everyone wants to talk about this movie is going to be looked back and viewed as Empire Strikes Back was. It's not. Um, I'm going to get into that more with videos that I'm doing as we go on. And I've been doing it from this point on that just, it's just not, it's objectively, there's many issues with this movie. But a movie that stands over a 40 year period of time has all these little things that you can come in and look at that has much, much deeper meaning. And this movie failed to create a lot of those. If you look at The Force Awakens, the main characters that we meet in all of them, they're covered by a mask. Finn has a mask on. Kylo has a mask on. Rey, when you first meet her, has a mask on. These masks are part of who they are. And the changing and moving on past the mask is part of their character arc. It's part of a story. It should symbolize something important happening. Now, there are a few points in The Force Awakens where Kylo takes his mask off. He only takes it off for Rey. He does this because he's trying to make Rey feel comfortable. He's not trying to intimidate at this point. The only other time is with Han, where he takes it off when Han tells him to. And it's kind of a moment where he's trying to face his the struggle. He needs to face Han. He can't be hiding behind a mask. It's, it's the test that Snoke's been preparing him for, so it makes sense. But then the, we see him right back, and he's got the mask on. And this is because he's only accomplished one part of Vader's goals and desires that Vader couldn't accomplish that Kylo's trying to accomplish. And Kylo's character still needs to improve. As I said before with The Force Awakens, I was fine with some of the outrage that he has, but that doesn't need to continue. It needs to be continued to show his growth, and that not happening does that. Well, in this conversation, in this discussion with Snoke, instead of being mocked to where then he has another rage where he slams his helmet and breaks it, where it just continues uh, characterization and never showing any growth, and it destroys a helmet, which could be a symbol of his character and the growth of that character. Because again, a lot of people want to talk about this movie is brilliant, but where it's like, oh, it's showing, not telling, because it's just not explaining anything. It's not giving you any of the details you need. Here's something where it's giving a deeper meaning that you don't pick up at the beginning, but you could pick up over time. And so instead of mocking him about Ray, he says, you accomplished your first test, but now is the time for your next test. Ray is becoming a Jedi and she has fled to train with Luke. You need to accomplish what your grandfather never could as well and destroy the last Jedi. Again, that's kind of cheesy because the movie's called Last Jedi, Destroy the Jedi. And so then you still have this helmet and what matters with it is another task that he's trying to accomplish 
for to be and do what Vader couldn't do. So let's pretend that's how that scenario happens with Snoke. Well, when we see Kylo the rest of the time, he's talking with Rey, so he has the helmet off. As he always does with Rey. And they begin to create this bond, and you start to see another side of him. So when this happens, and then later on in the movie... Maybe it's just me, but I imagine a good bit of people because symbolically and subconsciously from the way the movie is done, you don't really fear for Ray when it comes to Kylo and whether or not he's going to do anything for you. You always believe Kylo's more on her side than Snoke. We've spent more time with Snoke and Ray. The only time we've seen Kylo and Snoke together is he mocked him. He bashed him. He made fun of him to the point where he threw a tantrum in the room. But you have them two together, and then when Ray goes to try to bring back Kylo against Luke's better judgment, she goes there, and all you see is just a stormtrooper handing, you know, holding handcuffs. And so we know, okay, she's going to be taken in. But that helmet not being there, you're still subconsciously or even consciously thinking in your head, no, he's still on her side. He's still not going to hurt her. But what if he shows up and he's got the helmet back on? Now there's a change. It's a whole different ball game. There's not just the handcuffs. You have the mask back on. It's a different Kylo than she's ever dealt with. She's never had to deal with Kylo with the helmet on. He's always taken it off for her. Even when she defeated him, he had the mask off. He was hurt. He was weakened. Now he is in his strongest form. So you go up there. And again, this hides any emotions. You, you know, he's not very overly emotional in this scene where you can see hints that he's going to help out Ray in the movie. But the movie, the way The Force Awakens was told, tells you if he's got the mask off, he's on Ray's side. So now having the mask on, it creates this suspense, this tension of what is going on in that mask, what's going on in this head. I can't figure it out and I can't decide. This is just good storytelling and this is again showing not telling so for the arguments of people that say that's what the last jedi did it just it just didn't but here's a way to do that and then so when you have the lightsaber and kylo standing over ray you have snoke talking about destroying the jedi finally accomplishing the task that vader was never able to do and then that's when snoke is killed this I believe draws in a lot more tension subconsciously, as I said, with the mask and all of the different signs that you've just learned to, every time he's got the mask on, he's intimidating. Sometimes you would say that he's not with the way he rants in a room or whatever, but when he's dealing with an opponent, like how he dealt with Poe, there's an intimidation. He always gets what he wants. When he shows up to get Ray, he gets her on Tokodana when he's got the mask on. Later, he doesn't when he doesn't have the mask on. So all these things are playing in your head. And then when he pulls the thing from Snoke and they have the battle, then after it, when he then turns to Ray at the end of it, he then takes his mask off. See, this is a very key emotional point. This is going to have deeper meaning than him just looking and trying to talk to Ray. But the taking off the mask reminds you of what happened beforehand when he you're now saying, we're on each other's side now. We're not against each other. I haven't. We haven't defended ourselves against the Praetorian Guards, and now we're about to fight. It sets the tone, the emotion, the moment of what's going on. And that's when he can 
kind of look at her and he tells her about her family and that she doesn't have anyone. And he says, it's time to let the past go. And then you see the helmet drop from his hand. And he says, I spent my whole life trying to accomplish what my grandfather never could. And he goes, I accomplished it before. And he goes, Snoke thought all there was left to do was destroy the Jedi. But my grandfather had never defeated the person above him and ruled the galaxy. But now I have. It's time to move past the past and begin to look to the future. Just as you need to move past your parents. So all of this is connected now. All of this has meaning. The helmet dropping. All of this. There's, And you begin to see like, okay, there's, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot more emotional depth going on with symbols and signs of the helmet and its meaning. The way he was masking himself. The growth that happened. The taking off the helmet now shows a whole new growth. There's this new character. And now when he takes the mask off. It just has a more emotional weight behind it. And instead of having this destroy the past, get rid of it, where we just pretend Vader never happened, there's no reason that Vader would mean nothing to Kylo. He would just destroy the mask. But now that makes sense because he did what Vader couldn't do. I don't care so much about basketball and I don't really care for LeBron James. I'm agnostic on the whole situation, so I don't want to hear fans on either side. I just don't care. But the... Him being number 23 and changing to number 6. It's a similar thing here where we're moving past the honoring Michael Jordan and now he's becoming his own person. This is the same moment with Kylo. It's a very big defining character moment. And it's not trying to destroy the past because the past is important. The past matters. The past would matter to Kylo. The past matters to us. But it's telling us, hey, we had all this nostalgic stuff. We had all these things that happened beforehand. But now it's the future. We're the future. Helm and Ray, right there. Now, I'm not getting into all of Ray's character or whatever. But just imagine if this happened with Kylo, how much more meaningful and how much better you would feel about that character and what happened in this movie. You would be prepared to, let's see what happens in episode 9. You would start to feel with these things that happen, like maybe he is now the guy that can beat Ray. But because you never have that emotional heavy weightiness because you lost a very key symbol and you destroyed what made the character the character to begin with in The Force Awakens, there's nothing there. You don't, there, like, I don't know, is anyone actually afraid or worried that he may beat Rey? No. And... A lot of that comes to issues with The Force Awakens, but here's a way that you could show a growth in a character and do it in a very symbolic and very artistic and very sneaky way that I just think would be absolutely brilliant. But anyways, I kind of thought about that and came up with that earlier today. Wanted to do that in a video for you guys. I had somebody mention about putting some videos together to explain why Empire Strikes Back will not be the last or the last Jedi will not be Empire Strikes Back and that it's everyone's just trying to talk like oh we don't get it we don't understand it even though I've put like 10 videos out now that's breaking down like objective issues with the movie and I'm going to continue to do that for a few more videos but I was asked to respond to some articles and stuff and I somebody sent me an article and I found one on my own that's beyond annoying but if any of y'all have any articles of talking about the Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi being similar. I did a video before showing how 
that just it falls flat to begin with because the argument is the critics of Empire Strikes Back saying this, but the critics of the Last Jedi love it. So it just it logically just collapses immediately. But I want to break into why Empire Strikes Back stood up the time and Last Jedi didn't. And so if you've got any articles of people explaining the reasons why they think this is true, I don't want to create a straw man. There's been a lot of straw man arguments against the people that don't like The Last Jedi. Just say we're dumb fanboys or we're alt-right Nazis or whatever you want to do, you know, angry little men that can't get over their masculinity or whatever stupid straw man argument. I'm not going to do that. I want to hear all of their arguments has been put in articles so that I can say, here's what so-and-so said here and here's why it's wrong. So if you got any of those, please send them in. Any other topics that you would be interested in hearing my thoughts or me possibly breaking down and doing a video on Please send them to me. I always enjoy getting them. I'll try to make sure any links or videos or anything like that doesn't get sent to spam. Uh, if you don't see it or I don't respond to it, just send me a message and say, hey, check your spam because I may just not check my spam or forget to. But anyways, uh, I hope some of you guys have that. I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope I explained it well. Um, and again, you guys, you are always great. I look forward to hearing all your thoughts and comments down below. Additions to what I've done. Again, as I always say, I'm not a screenwriter. I'm not trying to attempt to say I'm a screenwriter. And I just, these just seem like little things that while I was trying to clean up and move some stuff around, it just hit me. And I was like, I got to do a video on this. So I did a video on this. It was literally like thought like this. So the fact that I came up with this just like that and Ryan Johnson had years and was paid millions of dollars. And I'm not paid a cent. It's just like, you know, how, how can you fail so badly? But I look forward to hearing your thoughts. I'll post some of the other videos right here. I'll have a link to my T Public page down below. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you guys again for watching. And never forget you nerf herders. I love you.